So four, four oh two. Four oh two. Three oh two. Three oh two. Definitely. Uh, we had somebody Dolly that that also thought because you would be here, okay, that we started four o'clock on the dot. I didn't want to ruin the show. If the show is late, then I don't want to come in and you know change it's, it all up. Tradition, pretty much in the same it's sense, tradition. right? Yeah. Well, yes. I mean. I said time and time again, we're we're really just like NFL like kickoffs. It says one o'clock kickoff, right? But we know it's like 102, 103. Darren Watt, absolutely not will be four zero zero. They had a whole lot of expectation for you. Any word for the letdown yeah. that they have right now? So sorry to start with disappointing everyone, but <laughs> wait somebody wait. Go, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, Dylan uh, Smith has lost the house, by the way, because he said 4 o'clock on the nose. So he said, bet the house on yeah. me. These, Somebody's these, not these, doing it. These people are putting a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> that, is, that is not okay. <laughs> no doubt. Look at all of the expectation, Dolly. You know what? We can continue to go through some of these. Okay? Know your favorite barber. We'll see you on three minutes. Absolutely not. Even you were wrong today. We were 402. 302. Well, the big changes, right? The new big host, changes. just just two minutes. Two, two minutes, minutes, I I'll earned do it. That. You ready? Ready. Are you ready? Do it. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite. All good. I Uh-oh. got this. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I think the uh, intro fell out real quick. It's all good. I think it fell we're out, here now. you know, technical difficulties. Yeah. Here we are. Everybody knows the intro, though, Dolly. Guess what? We're here today, man. And I actually wrote down a few things when it comes to uh, what I saw at practice or what I was hearing about practice. I didn't see it today. Um, but we'll get to that question, too, Joseph. I see that one pop up, and it definitely means a whole lot, too. Uh, this right here for me. Uh, George Pickens is the topic of conversation seems like every single day, right? Dallas, George Pickens or Kenny, right? Pickens or Kenny Pickens. It seems to be the topic of conversation every single day. It's something that's unique about this for me though, because I look at his situation and how big of a star he is becoming and can be. And I really say this, I was like, I question two things that are happening right now, which are both good. One of them, not so good, but the other one is this. George picking clips get out because either the Steelers put something out or fans put something out. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like the rules is this. If you have an open camp, you can't charge for it because if you charge for it, then people can record and use your tape against you. Well, Steeler fans, Steeler Nation is one of the best, uh, by far one of the best um, fan bases in the world when it comes down to how we show up and support. And in that, we record. And in that, George Pickens end up on a lot of those recordings. What I've seen lately coming out of camp is this. (sighs) George Pickens might have a push-off problem. They're calling them George Push-Off Pickens at this point right now. Some social media sites, Dolly, is that a proper nickname in a sense right there? Do you want that to be attached to potentially your number one wide receiver? George Push-Off Pickens. No. Not so much. So in this, though, I say to myself, I'm like, how do you stop it? One, it's got to get corrected in, pri- in, in meetings. It's a must, and it has to translate over to the practice field, too. But it is one of those things where it's, it's almost like James Harrison had a history of hitting people really hard, right? Like we saw that. He ended up getting suspended behind it. He ended up just having a label on him when it comes down to what he actually does as a player while working in the NFL. Even if it wasn't anything super crazy, he would still get called for stuff because guess what? It's James Harrison, a.k.a. Debo, silverback, whatever you wanted to call a guy like that. And I just think it's fascinating that we are seeing George Pickens make these kind of catches, acrobatic, literally have him saying just he was frustrated because he the Steelers didn't recognize that he could just catch the ball out of the air at any time, right? But – in his reputation right now, it's becoming a little bit of, hey, some of the times he catches the ball fairly, some of the time he pushes off. And the push-off is what I'm worried about, okay? And that's where those acrobatic plays become null and void, though. I see Swan says this, too. Didn't Claypool have a push-off problem, too? I guess when you are a size type of guy, 
taller like Claypool or like George Pickens and know that you're stronger than DBs, it's easier for you to do it. But I'll tell you this, too. The really great ones, they push off, too. It's just like saying an offensive lineman doesn't hold. Okay, we hold in a sense, right? Like everybody know holding is a part of it. Just like if you talk to any professional DB, they will tell you this too, that the push off is a part of it, but you push it with your elbow. You don't extend. On some of those catches I've seen George Pickens have, he pushes off a little bit or his hands extend out. And maybe it's the momentum of the DB that's pulling his hands a little bit as I try to take up for the offensive guy. But that is one thing I think needs to be cleaned up even more so when it comes down to how the legend of George Pickens is going to evolve, how he's going to be the guy that not only can catch any pass that Kenny Pickett throws up to him, but can he do it cleanly? Where do you become a pro? What are the tricks of the trades that you have to learn? That becomes problematic to me. But again, I also say this too, the recording and publishing of practice also bothers me just a little bit in these type of situations. And no, there is different game plans and defenses don't absolutely know when players are running certain plays. But the stripes, the zebras, the referees, those are the ones who I worry about when film study happens and a DB will alert them, hey, watch 14, man. He likes to push off at the top of his routes. That's where it becomes problematic for me. I'd love to know how y'all feel about this in the chat, but I'm just here to say, Dolly, it kind of bothers me just a little bit. It is a little bit of a problem to me. So I, I was forced today to just see that again and just wonder, how do we clean this up? Coaching will be coaching, and it has to happen in some sense. He's too talented to have so many plays negated because at some point the referees will start calling that, and defensive coordinators will also bring that up too. You in on that? I'm I'm just here to put questions on the screen. Don't 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 try to get football opinion from me. I'll be confusing. I'll be confusing the heck out of all these people. You you know what's crazy though too is the fact that you would just talk on here in general. They want to fire DK. That's the problem. Yeah, well, right there. I think there's there's a there's a lot of curiosity where they are this much bigger than me in real life, and actually this proportion seems actually pretty pretty true, pretty what? true to real life. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt about it. But I, I see a comment right now from Chris Galloway that says DK got fired. You're right. But let's go to uh, Andrew Clee, who's on the screen right now. He goes, hey, Moan, when a player's placed on IR, what needs to be done to ensure they stay engaged with the team and ready to go for next season? It depends on, honestly, where they are in their careers. I've seen guys check out uh, who are probably who probably wasn't going to make the team. I've seen guys also go to every single meeting because a coach may say, hey, it's good for you to be around. What needs to be done to make sure that they're engaged? It's a matter of, honestly, where the coaches see um, them being on the team next season. That does kind of play a part. An older guy, probably closer to the end of his career, you can go home if you want to. A younger guy who's probably not going to make the team or in some capacity maybe on practice squad, you can honestly do what you want to. If you're a guy like Marquise, is one of the guys I saw be on IR with us. He was a guy that was uh, around in every single meeting, I think until like his last surgery. No matter what happened what was happening with us, he traveled with us, he practiced. I mean, he didn't practice with us. He went to meetings with us, and then he'd leave like halfway through practice. It's a matter of what that player means. And honestly, having a vet guy around usually helps. I'll say this, when Ben went to IR the year for the elbow, uh, I think it was kind of expected that he was going to be out of the building more than in just simply because you had a prime position in quarterback to where those guys didn't need to feel the pressure of having a guy uh, who's a franchise guy around. Coach Randy had to make sure that that Mason and Duck and those guys were comfortable with the game plan without having the franchise guy in the building. Like when Ben went down for the year, it's one of those situations where there's no coming back. We have to move forward. We have to be in a spot that we can't be hoping that he's going to be a savior. He's going to be the guy that grooms him. No, they had to grow up on their own. So it really does vary from player to player on how do you get a guy to engage and stay in, uh, stay in town and go to meetings. And sometimes the coach is just to tell you, this is on you, however you want to do it. Hey, so Very I, fascinating. I hate uh, to be the one to remind everybody that they need to hit the like button, but Absolutely, you know, Dolly. If they don't, that means they don't like you, and that would make me very sad. And and I know that makes you sad too. I, I hear it in your voice. 
<laughs> I hear your voice. No, I feel like I feel like I'm always behind the scenes, just typing. Please like and subscribe. Please like. Yeah. But the the it really is something that simple and that little. Yeah. That pushes the show to to fans who I really think I really think this is just the best thing on YouTube. Oh no you doubt guys about it. Every day. But if we don't uh, if we don't help the algorithm push it around, it's just gonna it's just gonna be a secret. Oh, that's, no doubt about that's why I'm back there typing that all the time. So. <laughs> If you're here and you don't hit like, all that means to me is that you do not like Ramon. And that's just not cool, man. Not no cool. doubt about it, Dal. I appreciate you saying that in front of everybody, okay? Uh, but this is, uh, we have another Hey Moan question from Brian. And he says this. Uh, he says, Hey Moan with the big rage emoji too. <laughs> have you ever just dominated someone at training camp? Ever just dominated someone at, at, at training camp? Uh, the answer will be no. And maybe I did, but it's just one of those things, too, that I can't expose the guy if I did. <laughs> but I'll say this, though. There's certain things that you see that is more mental uh, on how you win versus how you just dominate a guy. If I know a guy has one move and I know how to counter that move before he get to it, then I've dominated him. And there is nothing physical about that because I know if that's your one uh, silver bullet and you waste it on one rep and you don't win, I think that's, an, that's a way of dominating a guy. I would tell a person, hey, your hands are too light right here. I know you're slanting across. That'll actually hurt a person more than almost being more physical with them because it's the game of mentality when it comes down to how you win and how you lose in this league. And I've always been a guy that says my mental muscle will be more stronger than anything else uh, when it comes down to how I play and navigate the uh, the football season. Your favorite barber who's always handing out membership, uh, memberships also, Dolly, comes up with a hey moan question too. Thank you. Doesn't go unnoticed. It doesn't, and thank you again. He offered me a haircut too, Dolly, and I told him, you Stop know, Stop it. We, he did because he actually does cut hair. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> well, but, actually, you can never know if your favorite barber is actually a barber or or not. Know. You know, I'm That's looking the at thing about the internet. You never, you never know what's real and what isn't. You can be whatever you want to. I see the George Pickens sure. questions come up again, and I actually have some start too, Dolly, that I'll bring up uh, when it Go comes down it. to this next question. Uh, but your favorite barber goes, uh oh. There it is. Hey, Mo. There it is. <laughs> Dolly with the quick trigger here Woo. today, man. Uh, he goes, hey, Mo, I have a question for you from an uncle that is at work. Uh, <laughs> but Ty from the Hill wants to know if uh, you think GP can get 1,000 yards in receiving. He said, thanks, and tell him to get off his butt. on. Get off your butt in there. Come on, Ty. What, what you got going on? Uh, this is the question. Yes, he's more than capable. I've seen more headlines come out about George Pickens uh as of late than almost any other wide receiver i follow of course the Steelers and my former tennessee vols between him um between kansas city has a guy that's that's showing up really good right now rookies i think his name jason i'll have to get that information for you also um and jalen hyatt is also a guy um those guys have made more headlines than almost anybody else when it comes down to young guys in the league George Pickens being at the top of that. Jalen Hyde is another guy that I found that has started to make waves when it comes down to young wide receiver in this league. Uh, he can definitely be a thousand yard receiver, but it does come down to him holding his composure, the lack of penalties that can hurt a team. Um, I know he's aggressive and everybody loves that about him. He's a dog, Georgia Bulldog, whatever you want to call him, right? But there are some stuff that have to be smoothed over. Um, I see our guy Donald Tillman said this, and this is what I was going to. A.B. pushed off all the time. It happens. I would say this. A.B. is full of knowledge. Um, he, I saw George Pickens talking to Santonio Holmes, another one of those guys full of knowledge, dog type of guys. I feel like George Pickens plays closer to um, Antonio Brown style as opposed to Santonio Holmes. Antonio was just smooth. You just saw him catch the ball and just stride away from you. Um, but the push off is something that has to be uh, corrected and how he needs to smooth his edges off. And I think he knows that too. The Jacob also says it too. George 1000%, what is that? 1 million percent pushes <laughs> off 100% of the time. If you guys are noticing this, imagine what's going to happen on Sundays. And what we don't need from this guy is this frustration. Any player that plays frustrated does not win many, many one on one reps at all. Another one from Wayne Carter, I agree. He definitely needs to work on not pushing off to create space. But that's the thing, though. Most wide receivers do push off. But it's a matter of are you pushing off above the hip or below the hip? You can give a guy a chicken wing real quick and create some space. It's the same way an offensive lineman can grab you in your chest plate while holding the other shoulder pad and get away with holding. 
These are the types of things that have to be pushed around. And I'm hoping a guy like Allen Robinson and Deontay show him the tricks of the trade when it comes down to him growing and have no ego about it, too. That's the beauty of what we're asking uh, of George Picking. You know what? All the things that he did last year, I don't think there's going to be some of those things he'll get away with this year. So that's why I'm more cautious about it when it comes down to him. But to answer your question, uh, your favorite barber, yes, he can. And tell Ty, I said, what up, too? Look at this. This one is for me. Really? You guys setting me up? <laughs> this guy right here. Is that's that me? The, that's the answer. Yeah. In top three favorite people, which is a much, it's a much harder list to make it to. Yes. There we go, Dolly. That was far too kind. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, this is a good question, too, from Robert from the uncle table, Dolly. I need for you to get on to him because he's clearly over there. Hey, Mona, is DK replacement doing good? Answer is yeah, yes. No, yeah. Well, I, my tasks are very simple. I do exactly what I do from behind the scenes, but now you have to stare at this little square that I'm in so that we can fill the screen up. <laughs> So we, so we can fill the screen. So it's not just you spread out a whole screen. You know, you, you got to share real estate. You can't, you can't take it all up. You do, man. I so got I, one. I, it's, a, it's a pretty simple job. So, you know, if I fail it, it's just clicking two buttons. I, I you know, it's, it's pretty No doubt. Well, job. they're noticing, no doll. Dolly. Uh, Ryan, Lytle coming in. Also said, moan on the screen. Dolly is real small. Almost can't see it. See? Look at that. Woo. You're, you're the show I'm just here for, Dolly. That's all it is. They'd rather see more of you, less of me. And DK, are both of us about to get fired? No, no, no. That, that, would, make it a, that would make it a pretty, pretty sad show. Although I do have a lot of stories that just would not be about sports. See, now they're going to start asking for <laughs> DK stories. <laughs> they are pretty entertaining. <laughs> now they're going to start asking for DK stories. But I have this one too, Dolly. It's um, for my guy Mark. Mark goes, hey, Moan. This is always going to be a topic, no matter where we are in camp or during the season two, if he's not a starter. But here we go. Uh, Mark asks, or he says, hey, Moan, I'm really interested to see if my thinking is off on this. But with Broderick coming into form, apparently, and I've seen some of the headlines and some of the clips from practice, too, and more sure, more flexibility. Let me see. He says, finish this with this. Both sides. Does this bring a, a goal light under Chooks? was said it's only right side only i feel that's what banner did in his position position flexibility is important i would say this with how we're judging those three guys chooks core for uh project jones and dan moore you have three really good guys on this team that either are valuable to you in the trade or just valuable to you as far as depth goes i say trade just simply because if either one of those guys were not starting uh, except for Broderick Jones. If Broderick does end up taking over the left tackle position, well, guess what? A guy like Dan Moore, who started for the last couple of years, wouldn't like that. That was one of my things as a player. I said if I was ever in a position to where I lost the starting position, that I'd probably want to be out. Nobody wants to go from starter to non-starter in the NFL and probably almost any any league. Uh, heck, I'll even go to high school and and, and college. Guys hit the transfer portal because of stuff like that. Um, the the rotation of those three guys involving Dan Moore, though, playing left tackle with Broderick coming in at left and him going to right tackle, there will be no better depth when it comes to game day tackles. I will tell you, is Broderick coming off as a sixth or seventh man or whether it's Dan Moore losing his starting position and having to stay with the Steelers because he isn't a free agent. There's trade value there if him and his agent do decide, hey, look, I want out. And you know what? That'll look selfish. Um, that'll look like he's making a bad decision. But this day and time when this guy is really close to being a um, up for a second contract, when he's up for just being a guy that starts for multiple years in his league, I would want out to go prove myself somewhere else. I've always kind of said that to myself, and that's probably why I fought so hard to not lose uh, my, my starting position too. Uh, Chooks, so the second part of your question, too, lighting a fire on the Chooks. I would say this. I know Chooks good enough to know that he see the, the writings on the wall when it comes down to splitting time with a known starter and Dan Moore. Whether it's a spot where he says, man, I know I'm fine, and I think Chooks is fine. I think the guy we have to worry about here is Dan Moore and what Broderick Jones look like. But knowing that Chooks, I think, contract is up after this year, you either have a contingency plan and Dan Moore – 
or you have a guy like Chooks that you're going to get so much more out of and have to pay again. So you guys right now, which one would you rather have? you rather have Chooks back and extend it after this year or potentially go cheaper and have Dan Moore after this year at right tackle? And the fact that there's position flexibility for a guy like Dan Moore, again, I will say to you guys like this, if it was me in his position and the writing on the wall became more and more clear as the preseason continued on, I'd potentially ask for a trade because everybody wants to play whenever you start to sniff the field that much. Hopefully that answer your question right there, Mark. Uh, I have another one right here from my guy Sergio, Dolly. He goes, hey, Moan, with the big rage emoji too. And he goes, uh, so once the pass are on, we were expecting the defense to be dominant. So far, it doesn't look so much like that's the case. How do you see it? From all of counter things, y'all, for all the crap that Matt Canada took this offseason, it seems like they're finding a way to deal. And we knew this about this offense, too. We absolutely knew it had talent. We just needed to grow up. We just needed to uh, actually make plays on the field with the pad zone. And all of this is fine. But we still need to see them, Sergio, with the lights on. That, to me, is one of the biggest things that I have to see in the first preseason game starting next week. That right there is this difference. But considering that they are competing and we are known in Pittsburgh as a team that always comes defense first, I'd say you got to tip your hat to what the offense is doing. They are young, potentially new left tackle or a younger left tackle, um, having George grow up in a second year, the incorporation of Allen Robinson, uh, watching what Jalen Warren and Najee do. Like, there is a lot going on with this offense. So I say this. We knew they were talented, but they were young. And the fact that they're competing, I think, is a balanced team. And that's one thing that we really didn't have a whole lot, even in the years that we were really good, was the offense and the defense able to counter each other well or complement each other well. That right there is what you're looking for. Win-loss record-wise, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I don't think the defense is actually getting worse. I just think the offense is getting good. You know what I feel like? Though? I, you know when people watch, uh, they show those reaction videos? Like yeah. it's just being in a square, you're watching a video and they're just making faces. I feel like I need to start making some faces. You know, <clears throat> like surprise face, happy face. Well, this, this next <laughs> question is going to make you ask some questions then, okay? Or make some faces. You ready? <laughs> yeah. It comes from Ron again. And he goes just like this. Hey, Dolly, do you keep, do you give DK grief for working too many hours? He does a great job, but seems like he never sleeps. That is a question I love to know. So the spot's on you right now. All right, now. here. I'm giving myself a big square for this one. Wait, I'm coming in. You're going in, here coming in, in hot. I'm, I'm coming in. No, it's, it's just, this is an enormous misconception that he doesn't sleep. <laughs> I don't think he does. Because here, here's why. Nobody considers the fact that this man just works the night shift. That's just how it goes in sports. Like, you have to get up in the morning for things. He doesn't. Because we do have employees, if anything happens in the morning, he makes sure he's not the one who tends to the morning stuff. This man is completely incoherent before noon. And I mean, like, completely. So he sleeps. He just doesn't sleep when you guys think he does. He just goes to sleep at 5 in the morning and sleeps until noon. So he, 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 gets, his, he gets his snooze in. But no, and I don't give him grief for many hours. I'm way past that. We've yeah. been married for so many years. I, I am done taking that person. I took that personally for about, I don't know, five years of our marriage because that was did you oh my god are you kidding me like in your when you're in your 20s and yeah. your man is always working you automatically assume like well i guess he likes his job more than me <laughs> and then eventually like wait i'm just gonna do my own thing he does his own thing we're good as soon as i figured that out then you know it's the reason it's the reason uh, i'm still married to him after i don't even know how many years i think you said was it 26 now yeah is it 26 I think so. If we got married, I stopped counting. If you, dudes were bad. <laughs> well, right? I can't even I can't even give him crap if he forgets, if I don't remember. I don't know. It was it was 96. We got married in 96. It's, it seems like forever ago. I don't remember my life before him, so it's just really long time. Oh, that was sweet right there. Way to right. clean it oh, up. Look at that. You see Way how I did that? Clean it up. That's what y'all do. No, but serious, but serious. <laughs> Seriously, no, I don't. It's it's the re- you stay married that long because he travels and because he works a lot. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know how I know those are the ingredients because then COVID came and he didn't travel and he didn't work a lot and he became part of the furniture. He just <laughs> never moved. He was the couch with some other furniture and then there was Dan 
always there. And that was rough, man. That was that was, was, that, that was rough. That was rough. So I'm like, oh. okay, you don't you have to go somewhere? Is there anything scheduled? Any? <laughs> so no, I'm all joking aside. No, I don't. I just I'm proud of him that that you know he's he's really good at what he does and he does work a lot. Only problem is that he tries to that obsession with work is kind of yeah. contagious. Yeah. So when you're around him, he tries to suck you into that black hole, and I just have to like resist it on a daily basis. No. I will take an hour for yoga, no matter what it is that you say and how much how much shit is on my to do list. I am not gonna do it for the next hour. But yeah, that's you know, awesome. He's, he's all right. I'll keep him. And I think that's what it is. You just gotta have a hard line with him, and he can't take it personal, and you can't take it personal nope. either. If he wants to work while I'm having fun, that's his choice. If he wants to come and have fun with me, awesome. It's up to him. Uh, even better. See. Yep. It's, it's a partnership is what it is. That's what marriage yeah. is, too. Yes, absolutely. You know what? His mother at some point, and I think she was just trying to make me feel better during those five years when I was taking everything personally. This is something she said I never forgot. She's like, two married people are like two trees that just grow on their own, and then the branches just touch. I'm like, oh, okay. I think I can be a tree. I'll just... The poor woman is just trying to be, probably trying to be like, no, don't leave him because nobody else is going to want to put up with this shit. So well, yeah, absolutely. Become your own tree and let him be his own tree. And then if you could just like deal with just the touching when, you know, yeah. when there's time, I'm like, all right, fine. We could be two trees. But, you know, so that's, that's a great way to put that, too. Wow. That's not mine. I'm just sharing it. No, that's phenomenal right there. Oh wow! I don't even know. If but we it's can not like you, it's not like it's the same in your. It's not like it's not the same in your house. I mean, your line of work yeah, is absolutely. so demanding. And you added to the mix moving around in addition to not being around. Uh, that goes into that lifestyle professionally. Like DK travels like a professional athlete, going the road like that too. Like that's one thing behind the scene that a lot of people don't get when it comes to how you get successful and stay successful. Your partner has to be in on it too. My wife, Keisha is in just as much as you are in with uh, DK. I, I was actually, uh, and we'll get back to the Hey Mom question. This is just such a good conversation right here. I was watching the, uh, the quarterback series on Netflix, Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, and uh, um, what's his name from Minnesota? Uh, Kirk Cousins from Minnesota. They're chronicling three guys. And I'll be honest with you. I was anti-Patrick Mahomes' wife publicly. But not publicly like me tweeting about her or anything, but just like her images of, of her around him and, you know, being with them and stuff. Just It made it seem like she was just, ah! And just the entire time, just like she was a problem. Like she was overly enjoying <laughs> the lifestyle. It's like, where did you find this girl? And then you realize she's been with him since high school. She's walked that journey with him since they were young. She's watched right. him be trashed, talk bad to go to a school. Nobody really was watching them like that and be a first round pick that had to stick around and not start. And then he became the superstar. I look at the same thing. as like my wife in a sense, like when you ride that wave with somebody from mm -hmm. the beginning, before you even know, that they're going to be right. good. And I give Patrick Mahomes' wife credit. She didn't know he was going to make it. Right. She had no idea. You didn't know DK was going to end up leaving the job and creating his own business. You had none of that. But your, 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 your presence with him, the way you support him, you do it for a reason. It's because you believe in him and you watch what it took to get to that point. So my okay, stance yeah. on Patrick Mahomes' wife was more like, no, my wife probably do the same exact thing. It's just that I'm blinded by love and I can't tell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, it was, it's very interesting to watch the spouses be involved in this lifestyle. And you pretty much summed up how me and my wife is and probably how Patrick Mahomes and anybody else's that support their husbands that have to be in a public space and be judged yeah. and have to perform people. So it was good TED talk. It's never, it's always, it's on a surface is always just a uh, pink stars, but when you really dig deep uh, into it, it's 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 not that flashy or sexy as it looks. You know, the no. the, the one thing that uh, anyone who has never, uh, you know, I pulled the curtain behind a reporter's lifestyle. I was like, what is so cool? You get to, you know, meet all the players and you get to travel and you get to hang out. I'm like, mm. oh my god, that is that is so just five percent of it, and oh, the other man. and the other nine percent is oh well, say for example, re yesterday he thinks he's going to do the show with you. And then go to the airport and get on an airplane and just very civilized, get off the other side, off the airplane, and he's in Milwaukee. Uh, that's not how it worked out. 
I just got a text that said my flight was canceled. I'm like, mm, okay, now what? And before you know it, it, that means he's getting in a car and driving eight hours, having not planned for that and getting there at 3 a.m. And okay, he's going to kill me for sharing this. Forgetting his, wait for it, shoes. <laughs> no! <laughs> so he's, so I, get, I get a call this morning that says, well, I only have flip-flops. So... <laughs> <laughs> he's walking Wait. around Milwaukee with flip-flops. He's walking around Milwaukee for flip in flip-flops. So that's not a big deal. But now he can't show up in a press box in flip-flops. That is just, no. you know, it's, he can't professionally embarrass himself. So he's like, can you help me look up what's around the stadium, find a place where I can go buy shoes? And yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's oh the, the other 95%. Not only did he drive all the way there, but then when he goes to put his shoes on, I'm like, shit, I don't have shoes. Now he don't have shoes. Oh, my gosh, man. That's the DK we know and love. By the yeah. way, uh, Moral Rally said, just tuning in. My God, DK really punched above his weight class. The rumors are true. <laughs> that, th- this, this line of questioning makes me so – this line of commenting makes me so uncomfortable. Let's move on. I know. Let's move on. <laughs> Shout out to Rico, man, for becoming a new YouTube, YouTube member today. Dolly, look at you. You're plus one today. I love it. Uh, but I got a good question from um, – where is it at? Where is it at? I just saw it a second ago. Oh, here it is. So my guy Tyler. Tyler puts up, hey, Moan, with four ends. He said, we've heard a lot of good about Nick Herbig so far through camp. What are your expectations for him? How much does it help to have a guy like TJ helping him throughout camp? I actually had that written down, Dolly. We spoke about it before we came on in my notes when it came down to Nick. He apparently ran with the ones today. That I don't know if you guys realize and understand that, but that is huge. Uh, one TJ gets some reps off, which is what we talked about this offseason, too. Finding a number three and number four that can spell Alex Highsmith and also TJ Watt. It seems as if we found one so far when it comes down to Nick Herbig. And of course, his name is going to be brought up more often than anybody else, just simply because he's the new hot thing and everybody has a whole lot of expectation for him. But the fact that he's getting these one reps says a lot. It says, one, let's see how you do against the one offensive line. Two, TJ needs a break. Three, are you going to make me look like a fool by putting you up there? It's a lot of pressure that goes into it. But the fact that this guy won in drill work is why he ended up getting reps. Like, the way I've kind of envisioned coaches in camp is this. They all, and I mean this, offensive coaches and defensive coaches sit in separate rooms, and they all watch the film together from drills from the team periods to special teams to all of that. And they probably watch Nick Herbig have a really good uh, linebackers on backer situation, a linebackers on tight end situation with Darnell Washington. And they said that's good in the control environment. But let's see how he does when he doesn't know if it's a run or a pass. Will he get tired? Will he pursue to the ball? Is he just a drill guy? And just understanding what this is all about and how it can help him just throughout this season if he stays healthy and getting knowledge from TJ it's just one of those things he needs to be doing that anyway by simply watching film. TJ will ask, answer any question that he has for him, but it's a matter of how he applies that and how does he look in those moments that he gets these type of opportunities. Our practices are some of the most tough practices, I think, across the NFL. And Coach Tomlin does it like that for a reason, right? And, and you're seeing a guy that can flourish on a Thursday in Latrobe uh, who's a rookie. It says that your defense is going to be fine. Hopefully, it extends T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith's uh, careers. And also this, teams, I know we used to do this also a lot, is whenever there was a backup coming in, it's feasting time. It doesn't need to be feasting time if T.J. or Alex is out of the game. Or T.J. just have, you know, I hate to say bad injuries, but like a pinky get pulled somewhere and he got to come out of the game for a little bit. Having your backup being one of your – uh, main players on the team is huge for him, man. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, I got another one from Slap Murphy. And he goes, <laughs> that's a hell of a name right there, ain't it, Dolly? Uh, he goes, hey, Mo, everybody had JPJ as the third cornerback in the draft. Is there, any, is there anything you've seen or heard in camp as to why he slid to us at 32? Not really. Um beauty's in the eye of the beholder when it comes down to where you're drafted or not drafted uh it's one of those situations where uh one team saw something didn't like it so they took another cornerback 
then this team need a tackle. This team need a quarterback. This team need a D tackle. This team need a safety. This team needs another position uh, that's unnamed, right? And then you just happen to fall. Joey Porter Jr. being at 32 ain't a bad thing. It's great for him and his career because guess what? He doesn't have a fifth-year option right now. And if he doesn't live up to the billing, Steelers can just play him in that fourth year and let him go. That's what we're having right now. Just because a guy slides a little bit in the draft doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It could be one or two things, and then it becomes uh, team needs when it comes to drafting. You know, they say never draft for needs. Some teams still do. The good ones don't. Uh, but he wasn't a player that they felt like they needed on those on that squad. Only thing I can think of is the hand situation. When it comes down to uh, they were calling him grabby. That's the only thing I can think of right there. So hopefully I answer your question, Slap. Uh, I have another one here too, Dolly, from my guy Slap. I mean, from uh, Luke. It says, hey, Moan, do you think we have the best backup quarterback situation in the league? Fair question. Uh, we were getting questions yesterday about Mason potentially getting cut and whatnot. I, I just don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, I, I look at Mitch. I look at Mason, both as guys that started in this league. Uh, and the thing about the backup is this. You don't need them to do the entire season. You need them to get you through a game if necessary and give you two or three weeks. That's the way you look at backup guys. And those two guys can do that. Are we the best when it comes down to having quarterback depth in the league? Yes. But the better thing about either one of those situations, either one of those guys being backups is this to me. Um, he can at least seek their knowledge. Mason was around Ben. He can tell him, hey, we would do this in that situation. It's good to kind of have that. Mitch was a top five starter in his league or top five player who became a uh, top five draft pick that became a starter in his league in Chicago and then having to go to Buffalo. He saw some stuff on the way. If those guys are pouring into him, as good teammates I expect them to be, I think he will be fine, and our depth is just as good too, darling. Hey, you know what? There, uh, even if we forget things, thank God we have uh, we have people way more responsible. I know. Towards Monica our sponsors, Hella Mike. Oh towards my our sponsors, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I have to I have to come clean. I can't uh, I can't play a commercial from here <laughs> so we can say Hey, Moan comes next yeah. because I screwed up and I picked the wrong background. And if I want to be in a small box, then I don't get to play anything from here, which is why the <laughs> the initial cool. one got disconnected. So okay, I'm coming clean. I did. I'll do better tomorrow. I promise. And then after that, you can have DK back. But um, I uh, funny story. A gentleman comes in a come this this shop yesterday and he asks me. He's a listener of the show and he asks me. They really have chefs at the DK, at the at the uh, um, Getco Cafe and at Market, the and I think and I think he presumed that like every Getco has chefs somewhere in the back, but the whole three chefs is that they are actually creating the recipes. They are legitimate, trained, professional chefs. They create the recipes, but then when you go to Getco to pick up the food, that is just using those rep- recipes. They're not at each location, but still pretty cool though. So that you know that that uh, it's a. Uh, um, uh, quite the challenges I learned when I went to their to their yeah. actual test kitchen because it has to be reproduced at every location and no matter who gets hired needs to be able to produce those products at a very consistent uh, quality level. So I was I was really really impressed and you you'll find something that you like at any one of them. So yes, three expert chefs, craveability and all that. Just go to get go. <laughs> Just go to get go. <laughs> Speaking of which, our GM Dolly, I, I got a question from my guy Boston. Uh, he says this, and it's very fair because we're talking about uh, leadership as Dolly's on here with us today. He goes, hey, Mo, uh, and we spoke a little bit about this, too. He goes, hey, hey, Mo, and I feel the GM, Omar Khan, or the Khan artist, as y'all call him, has rejuvenated the standard by his aggressive actions and free agency in the draft. How do you feel about the standard being the standard in the coming years? I love it. Uh, I actually got a call from Marquise the other day. We were talking about Omar just for a second or two and just happy with how he's moving. I think that's unique, man, that a guy is following the same structure but doing it his own way. Omar is probably of the mindset that he's watched guys in free agency and said we could use him. He's probably watched the way the Steelers have been one or two players away and said we could have used a guy had we gone in free agency or we'll move up to go take a tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like it's those type of conversations you have to have, knowing that you're fine if you keep Dan Moore and you keep Chooks, but let me go get another tackle anyway. I think that's very unique. 
I, I, I feel the standard is fine. And that's, that's one of those things that I'm glad Coach T has kind of incorporated within our fan base and our team too, because there is a level of expectation with how Pittsburgh does things. And I think teams watch how we move sometimes and say, how the hell do y'all continue to do this? Like getting Broderick, getting, getting George Pickens, taking a chance on a guy like Kenny Pickett too. Like there's a lot in making it work. That's the uniqueness of what happens. But not only just that, finding the undrafted guys like a Jalen Warren, okay, like a Mark Robinson, if hopefully he turns the corner when it comes down to his play in camp. Omar understand what it takes, what it takes. And that's why I always find it fascinating, too, with how we look at uh, Coach Tomlin's job or any other coaches around uh, the Steelers organization. There isn't much change because everything is good. The wins and losses in the playoffs is something that is a matter of injuries, concept, plays. It's on the field type of things. It's not from inside of the organization. It's really the operation of it's just not your year. There's only one team that's winning the Super Bowl, and in that we are going to stay steady till we figure out what is the perfect plan to actually get to that step of winning the Super Bowl again. That's what's so unique about it. But, yes, I feel fine about what Omar has going on um, with his first year in free agency and the draft. I'd love to know how y'all say it's going to be this year as far as his grade after the season with how these guys can perform, especially if Broderick Jones take over the starting job. That would be huge right there. You know what? I just just have to ask you this because I'm I'm sitting here and realizing how much more complex – what you are doing right now is that what it looks a little layman's eye because I can't I can't stay away from reading all these comments and it just they're making me laugh and there's no way that you keep your eyes off of them so how the heck can you be coherent and still be reading at the same time as you're talking <laughs> because some of this stuff is hysterical like I'm seeing here like, <laughs> I'm seeing the comments come through now too <laughs> and it's like no she didn't say German she said German. And I'm like, yeah, well, I talk fast and I have an accent. No wonder nobody understands me. But like, how are you still being able to complete sentences? Because I know you're reading the stuff. It's in your face, just the I same am. way that it is in mine. <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm like, I'm looking at you. I'm like, he's still making sense. But I know where his eyes are. I know he's reading things and he's yeah. reading new questions. And so do you have like, you know, you have like two separate lanes in your brain. Like the, this is me speaking and still making sense lane. And this is me looking for the next question and formulating my next answer. That's really, it's, it's not as easy as it looks people. It's actually not at all. You know what? It, it really is just that though. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a unique trait of mine. It's probably a bad trait to have too. I tell people all the time, like I have to like unwind my mind. Like if I ever go blank from my phone or social media, just, just want to hang. It's because I'm always spinning. I am. It's just the way I'm wired. Uh, but I do have that unique, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't even know if it's unique, but I do have the talent of being able to read the comments and still know what I'm talking about too. It is a little, it just comes to me, Dolly. I don't know how I'm able to do it, but I, I don't you're know. You're not maybe- stumbling. Like you're not, sub- yeah, cause I'm actually really paying attention. I'm like, yeah, he's going to crack this. He's going to mumble something. Nope. You just make complete sense still, but then still re- anyway. Like you maybe, said, maybe it's not unique, but I'm telling you, I couldn't do it. And I don't think half the people <laughs> that see, I know could. You know what it is? It's probably me and my stance when I used to have to look back and bend and follow the defensive lineman. Maybe that's what's prepared me for this moment right here. Let me see. You ready, it, Ben? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The same? Yeah, that the guy same. at the party when you're, like, you're having one conversation, but you also hear the other conversation and you just <laughs> jump in. and <laughs> Easily. You know what? And I'll meet a person. Hey, what's your name, George? And I'm... I'll leave that person thinking, what was that guy's name again? <laughs> I'm always thinking about what's next. And that's one thing I have had to like try to train myself a little bit. And I struggle so bad with this. It's just being in the moment. And I think I was conditioned as a player sometimes to just move on. Like mm-hmm. uh, as I hit the mic right there, just like move on. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's one of the things why I do have to slow down in life some. Because I can be talking to you and hearing everything you're saying, but looking over your head. Here's what Ryan has, has pegged it. ADD, he says. That's it. <laughs> Short but attention span. You, All you, right. Okay. You, you want to hear what's fascinating? There, Ryan, you didn't have to go there. You know what's fascinating about that, though, Dolly, the AD, ADHD thing? I went to our trainers one time just to see, because I heard just, you know, it's a controlled substance, Adderall is. And I was going to okay. see if I can, like, get, you know, a, just approved for it or whatever. And I walked into the training room. 
And I was like, Norwig, man, I was trying to see if, if I can get tested, you know, for ADHD and, you know, Adderall. And he was like, Ramon, look at me. <laughs> he said, Just look at me real quick. He was like, you're too smart and you'll never pass the test to get Adderall. He was like, the guys that need Adderall are the ones that you play with. Okay, not you. So stop trying to find a loophole. I was like, wig. He was like, I know you. You got to do it all by yourself. I know. I got to do it all by myself. Control my own ADD, whichever one it is, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, But here you have it. It is, man. By the way. You know how we said we're going to keep the show at 30 minutes? Yeah, we failed. We're already at 45. Yeah. (laughs) 47 to be exact. Well, 45 because we're two minutes late. Yeah, we're two minutes late. (laughs) Okay, we'll end with this, and I think it's good. And by the way, I got one more question I I saw come through. Uh, But it's this. DK acknowledged Twiz the other day, man. That was awesome. He said he ran into him yesterday. He goes, hey, DK, Dolly, you're his representation right now. (laughs) I haven't been able to catch him on live recently, but I watch every good show. Every show, good seeing you up in Latrobe. DK kind of said something the other day, too. Yesterday, he was like, Moan, he was like, we're doing the show, man. He's like, and. I'm around like the other people in the media and I guess the crowd understands that we do the show and he's on his way back. He said, they'll bring up this show and he'll just look around like, Oh, this show is growing really, really good. So twist, I'm sure it was cool to see DK. He said, y'all ran to each other. Like it was a fairy tale in the movie and (laughs) hugged it out. Slow motion, slow motion, arms (laughs) wide. Uh, but he was excited. He was excited to see you, though, Twiz, man. So uh, I tell anybody and I get stuff down here too. people here in that in the Nashville area will say, man, I love watching the show and everything. But that's what's happened right now. Uh, it's it's wh- pretty cool. People are literally yelling on a street at him as we're walking home. Oh, DK, yeah. I want to say hi. They bring you up, though, every time. So really? I wonder if somewhere secretly he's like, man, they like him more than me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but I'll say this as we get ready to wind this show down a little bit, Dolly. Uh, I'll address this one. Darren White also comes in and says, thousand member unlock 73 merch. And Dolly is here to let hear me this. Off the hook. You guys They're are not, not going to let me off the hook. They're not okay. letting you off the hook. Okay, fine. So, fine. No, I have to do it. Like, I don't, I, I, I can't commit to something and not doing. So, well, what is merch? In my, in my head, merch is T-shirts. What else is merch? Hoodies. Like, what, hoodies. Interesting. Hoodie season. I love a Hey Moan uh, Yeti cup. Even a small one, Dolly. I just need a shot <laughs> of coffee. Even a small one? <laughs> even a small one. It's just... like an espresso, like an espresso thermos. <laughs> yes, 100%. That's all I need. You know, just... Little trinkets, maybe you know, some small. If man, if we can get the emojis as keychains, wow! Oh, like that'd be limited. Like, yeah, little charms, <laughs> yeah, like the little bracelets, like a bunch of stuff. dangly charms, exactly. Then you just add, look, you get your collection of charms. Do you just, want the Ramon? Do you want to? I have to hey. bring the, the, the Cleveland helmet back. I got Ex- so much grief for that from Dan. I thought I'm, I th- I'm thinking. Myself, I thought it was okay, good. I, a, I thought I need a thumbs down, and I couldn't think of anything that would be better than a thumbs down and a Browns helmet. And he got me so much crap for it. I took it down, and people were like, "Hey, we want it back." I'm like, "See, exactly. I felt so validated. I felt so validated." <laughs> Dolly, it's okay to say DK is wrong every once in a while, yeah. man. He was wrong on that one. He was wrong, and we got to bring the poop emoji back. We do got to bring the poop emoji. We put it back, <laughs> and he doesn't know how to unprogram it. Oh, so. for sure. No, that's yeah, true. That's we'll how I do it. everything around the house, if he doesn't agree. I wait for him to go on a trip. I redecorate the living room, and then, like, yeah. what's he going to do? He can't put it back together. Can't, and we'll not put it back together either. <laughs> no, he's incapable. He has one set of skills. He's really, <laughs> he's really, really, really good at that one thing. But literally, he kind of like, you know that episode of Friends? When Rachel would have to forget something old in order to learn something new, like there was only that much room in your head. And in order to get new information, you got to kick old information out. That's how he is. If (laughs) he's not willing to let go of anything that's in his head, so there's no room for new stuff. So I'm safe. I can do anything I want. (laughs) Some of the merch items that they said they wanted, shot glasses, hoodies, mugs, hats, so much out. The shot glasses is what got me, I thought, until I I got Gene said something. This is what's wrong with the people. Why we can't have nice things, Dolly. <laughs> Why? He, he said thongs. And I'm just like, come on, dog. No, absolutely not. Wait, we will not be doing like like kitchen thongs or thongs no. like underwear thongs. Yep, it was that one. Okay, yep. well, what are you one, gonna do? We're not doing what are you that gonna one, do? Okay? It was just, we'll just we'll just Hat. file it. We'll file it under joke. It yeah, was yeah, a joke. That was a joke right there. Yeah, yes. that's why we can't have nice things. But <laughs> as we end the show, Dolly, I think it's awesome that we have this one come up right here from Hanover Fist. He goes, hey, Mo, hey, Mo, do you recommend NFL Plus or the full package? 
I actually have NFL Plus. I don't like it because it blacks out the Steelers games if you're not in market. You can listen to it on the radio but uh, or the full package, and I don't have direct TV. I think Apple's involved. I think Prime's involved this year. Peacock is so many different streams. I may end up getting uh, Apple just because it won't black out anything, and direct TV, I don't have that at my house. But I say I bring that up to say this. Uh, we got football tonight. I don't care if it's the Jets. I don't care if it's the Browns. We got football tonight. And with that being said, I'll be watching the Browns to see what they look like because this may be the first offseason they didn't win the offseason Super Bowl. I think that award goes to the Jets, actually. So to see these two back-to-back champions battle one another, uh, I think that's going to be good. This is the last weekend. No, last weekend was the last weekend that we don't have football for the next seven months. Football is back, Dolly. Well, it's what this show has been waiting for. You guys have been struggling to find things to talk about. uh, We have. For, well, all summer. Yeah. This is going to be, I'm so excited. And just to see, and it's it's equal, right? The, the, The reaction to the show is just, you know, rivals your enthusiasm when it, when the information when the uh, Steelers are back on when any football is back in session well, no doubt about it. I saw a quick one come through real quick somebody said their wife is a Browns family pray for him Ryan did bro you need a little bit more than prayer man you need some spiritual water you hear me you need a cross you need a cloak around you you need Harry Potter if that's what or, you gotta deal with or a new wife <laughs> you're a savage <laughs> you are a savage. But if you did not know also, man, to become a member, hit that dkps.net slash join. All right. Uh, Dolly, this was fun. It was. We'll do it again tomorrow, and then we'll let we'll let the man back in when he comes back. Now that he has shoes, maybe he can walk back from Milwaukee. <laughs> the fact that we have to worry about him with shoes is a problem in itself, Dolly. Well, so- uh, I, I didn't want to embarrass him, but I will. He forgot two things. One was shoes, and two is his phone charger. Oh, but you I- have one job. You have like, oh, yep, that's okay. It's okay. That. See what yeah. I mean? See what I thought I mean? she was going to say he, he I left underwear he or something. That's, no, that, I mean, that's I, I actually think these days a phone charger is even at the top of the list of packing, even above underwear. Like, <laughs> really? Like, really? Don't you think? Because you're yep. screwed without a phone charger. It's a lot harder to find a compatible one than underwear. You could, or you could just go commando or whatever. Who cares? That's very true. Either way, you know and I'm what? just, this is, we're, we're really, we're digressing. Though. I'm messing with the banner so bad right now. DK is going to be I know. Like, we're just clicking. We're on? making people dizzy with these buttons. Like We are. You know how to end it, though, don't you, Dolly? Yeah, I'm just hey. going to click and broadcast. Because we'll I can't play a song because I, I screwed up in the beginning. But tomorrow, watch us tomorrow. There'll be... There'll be songs and videos all throughout. Just, just give me another day. <laughs> now they're feeling, they're feeling sorry for DK. You need to pack for them. Uh, you're, you're a savage, Dolly. I don't refuse. let DK slide. No, don't ever <laughs> let DK slide. He got us. He's, he's got this. See you he guys tomorrow. See you tomorrow. We we'll love you. See you.